0: That's right, Chuck. Hello there. The <laughs> 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 Ninety-nine nerds, episode forty. This is podcasting. (laughs) I'm here with Sean and David and me. It's been a little bit of a break. Last episode with my was with my bow hammer. We took a break. David was gone for reasons we'll get into. Uh, But big news. We're here to talk to you guys about Spider-Man across the (laughs) Spider-Verse.
1: Yes, Yes, Sean, we
0: are. Um, We all saw it Separately, but then I actually went with Oliver and David tagged along as well to see it a second time
1: We don't see movies together anymore. Do you think it's because we're slowly
0: drifting apart? Absolutely Um, especially since David recently got married. Oh it, my gosh. the a big wedge in uh the triangle that we oh, Illuminati! <laughs> uh, Shut it down! Everyone, <laughs> <Shut it down. laughs> turn off the cameras. Uh, yeah, we're just we're just busy people. But honestly, this premiere totally snuck up on me. I wasn't I wasn't planning on it. And then you said, "Oh yeah, I'm going to see it tonight." And I thought, shoot, I got to get on that. Uh, Sean, you know, you saw it. We haven't we have not said a word to each other about it, Strategically. except for the, except for the couple sentences me and David said after the fact that we saw it together. Sean, what did you think about Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse? I liked it. Good. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I was (laughs) really I thought it was
1: very, very good. Good to hear. I don't know what I was expecting going in, but um, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Nice. That movie's pretty to look at.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure.
1: As an artist, I I feel so
0: unqualified
1: watching that movie. Word. Word. I'll never make anything as good as
0: one frame of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> so on a scale of one to ten, what would you
1: rate? N- not one time? to spider or something absurd this time. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, like come on, dude. <laughs> uh, let's say I was gonna. I'd give it a nine. A nine. Wow. wow. Yeah.
0: That's a big number from Sean. Sean, what what did you rate? Uh, what was Avatar? <laughs> <the> way <laughs> no. of Water. Yeah. What did you rate Avatar? What did you rate? Uh, Don't run from Guardians of the Galaxy, I can't remember I think I gave that a 10 You gave
1: uh, Avatar a 10? Avatar was definitely a 10 I think I gave Guardians a 10 as well But to be f- honest, you know, a lot of my ratings are based off gut feel, sure. instinct And oftentimes, I I think when I sit on a movie Sometimes my opinion will go up or down But generally, if I think a movie is in like the 9 or 10 range It's because I think whatever it was trying to do, it just did it perfectly Wow. And I don't even know how I'd correct it or fix it. It just, it nailed what it was going for. Sure. So sometimes a genre film, it's like, hey, a genre film is never going to be like winning the Oscar for best, best picture most of the time. But if it's like perfect at what it does, then I think that's worth it. Nice.
0: David, do you want me to go first or you want to go? Go for it. Okay. Um, it is the definitive comic book movie. I, oh my gosh. Wow. Words out of my mouth. Oh my um, gosh. I, oh, <laughs> that's my bow hammer. Uh, so I went back all the way to episode zero of 99 Nerds to check out what did me and David rate the Batman? Oh, and you probably couldn't hear my rating because the audio was atrocious, but I rated the Batman as a 9.8 out of 10. Wow. Well, wow. Which looking back was too high. <laughs> In hindsight, I would give the Batman a 9.5 out of 10. Wow. Because... A 3% I, difference. Because... No. Some math. It's I, impossible to figure out. <laughs> because I would give this movie a 9.6. Oh my gosh. I would I would say that this has been my favorite movie thus far that we've rated. It's pretty impressive. I loved it. Wow. Such a good story. I think what it is is it's so fresh. I don't know the Miles Morales story. I don't know the comics. It's like, I know Peter Parker. I know Batman. So for them to make a Batman that I loved, it it wasn't anything that blindsided me or that was so over the top, new, new and exciting. Whereas this story is for me. So I gave it even one notch higher than the Batman. It's pretty good then. I think you gave the Batman a 9.5. Oh, did you? Okay. Or 9.5. I don't remember. I was, I think it was a 9.5 because I watched it earlier today. What Batman? Um, well, I would no. re-rate Batman a nine point one yes. out of ten. Wow. With um, that being said, I saw Across the Spider Verse twice. You did. And let me just say, this is the best movie I've ever seen. Oh <laughs> it's so God. straight up, <laughs> it's so good. Better than Avatar. I don't oh, know what I gave Avatar. I mean, easily. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go nine point six too. Yeah. Man, just like, when you thought also. movies weren't good anymore. <laughs> you know what? 9.7 <laughs> oh my gosh 9.7 out of 10. it'll That's still not be the f- the absolute fire that austin came out of the gun with in episode zero where i gave Batman man a 9.8 <laughs> all right really sat in the tone for the, our rating system um i don't fall on like individual like i don't go into
1: the 100 digits like you guys do i just do like 0. 0.5 you know 5. yeah, yeah. 5 increments. well
0: now that we've been doing this long enough i'm going back at our list of what we've rated, and it's like, okay, I liked it more than I like that movie. I didn't like it as much as this one, and it's kind of helping me find my spots. Uh, but I did like this one, Mart, a little bit more than the Batman. It's been my favorite thus far. I'm. Le- I also want to leave some room though, because I understand something else might come out that might blow it out of the water. What's that? Uh, I don't know. Maybe the next one. Oh, okay. <laughs> What's it called? Uh, Beyond um, Beyond the Spider Verse, which. They already announced is coming March 29th, 2024. Yeah, I'm less than never a year. going to make it that far. So, we're just going to warn you guys. We're just going to dive right into this. We're going to talk to you like you've already seen it. We're spoilers not going to spoilers abound. Sean's going to do some sick AI edit with the spoilers and uh look. It is a spoiler on
1: the back of Spider-Man's car.
0: Yeah, so first of all, this Well, the f- if you haven't seen it, stop watching and yeah. go to Disney Plus and watch the first one. It's, on it's actually on, no, it's not. It's on Amazon. No, it's on Disney Plus. I tried. It was in Jamaica. What? I knew that because I watched it. On wasn't. Disney+. We looked for it. I had to rent it. I had to buy it on Amazon. So what I did with my boys, I, I was talking with somebody about this movie, and if you watched our episode with Ali Bohammer uh, he had not seen across the Spider-Verse. The or, first one. He had not seen into the Spider-Verse. The first one, right. And I had no plans to take him to see across the Spider-Verse. I thought it would be too scary for him. I was talking with somebody. They said they took their grandson, who was five years old, and he enjoyed it. Whoa, but how old is Ollie? He's six. Oh, my gosh. Perfect. So I was... Did you tell him that a five-year-old was braver than I did, than and then baby. he was like, well, let's go, Dad. So we watched into the Spider-Verse to kind of gauge how is he going to handle it, let's try to see if winston can handle it he's only three and a half um into the spider verse was way too scary for winston and it was pretty scary for oliver but i will say as a parent for those of you who are unsure the second movie across the spider verse is not as scary as the first one yeah interesting scary meaning like the villains in the first one are are dark are intense there's two death scenes in the first one <gasps> yeah. that are both very emotional and, t- and intense. And that was that was a lot for my
1: boys to handle. And That's, the death scenes in Across the Spider-Verse are just like super meta. So yeah. it's like they don't even count. Exactly.
0: And it's it, I would say that the second one is not as scary, but it is bigger like bigger concepts. It's, it's a harder movie to understand for a little guy or a little girl um and there's honestly there's a lot of dialogue that can come after it of talking about like destiny and mm. why do bad things happen to good people and shaping of your futures and Dang. like me and oliver got into some intense Res- conversation with great power comes great response at tracks i believe that's incorrect but that's all right sean <laughs> but me and Ollie got into some really deep conversations and just like the whole multiverse thing with like, well, there's multiple Peters, and there's multiple this, and there's that. and uh, Let me let me ask you real quick while we're on that subject. Do you think we would appreciate this movie? Do you think we would not appreciate I'm gonna this say movie no. oh my as much if we haven't been so exposed to multiverse concepts? I, I would say that this movie came out at the perfect time. Because if it would have came out even five years ago, it would not have been received as That's well. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, MCU has primed us for mm-hmm. this movie to happen. Um, for this moment yeah yeah this this movie was on every skill like top notch like I get made fun of a lot because I like fancy tricks and lightsabers and stuff in movies And <laughs> it was one and, guy and, in the comments David let go it was one comment <laughs> but I'll never let go but no it's legit like Doctor Strange I didn't like the movie because uh, yeah. there wasn't enough references like it multiverse of madness I wanted to see everything yeah. show me all of it yeah and they didn't this movie gave me everything I wanted. Yep. And the story was top notch. The re- like the dialogue between the characters and the relationships between the characters were top notch. The art itself visually appealing. Yeah. Um, I love the parallels. That's what we love so much about Star Wars is when they parallel things, mm-hmm. you know, from the different storylines. The parallels in this are unmatched. Yeah. It, it's it's amazing because you're dealing with a bunch of different Spider-Men. So they're all spiders, um, Spider-Man stories, but they're all different in their own way, but they all parallel piggyback off each other. Yeah. So it's cool. But it is cool. I'm talking to Ollie about like string theory in the Jeep afterwards because it's like in the
1: Jeep. Oh, we drove. Oh, that, I thought you Jeep. meant like I, for whatever reason I picked, I just picked the scene. Uh, in Jurassic Park Uh, (laughs) where Tim and Alan are like in the tree because the Jeep is in the tree (laughs) and I just picture you and your son you're rescuing him from the tree and he's like I threw up (laughs)
0: Uh, yeah he was uh, he did really good though we saw it in Dolby which the audio was intense the opening like Dolby kick you in the teeth you know when it's rattling your chair to tell you that it's Dolby he grabbed onto me like he was scared and I was like (laughs) oh boy fun fact the original movie across the Spider-Verse. Into the Spider-Verse. No. The first movie's into the You're Spider-Verse. You're saying the, just, no, no, no. the so original release. The second movie. Oh, okay. The original release of the movie. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people complain about the audio. With Gwen's drumming, it was hard to hear her. With the cyber or uh, the punk Spider-Man. Yeah, I I, I saw it in IMAX.
1: And I had I had a similar problem, at least in the opening. So they they re released the movie.
0: <laughs> with, with better audio. Do I get a refund? Absolutely not. Dang. But yeah, that's What is this? Cats? One of the things that we really <laughs> we really featuring Taylor Swift. You went and saw. You were to that the, uh, the the concert recently, right, Sean? There was a Taylor Swift concert in Detroit. Yeah, oh, I didn't know that. You were there. Uh... So for them to say that Beyond the Spider-Verse is already coming in less than 300 days tells me this. They have freaking had this story written out since day one. Oh, boy. Because the so. way this movie ties into the first one and how it all connects and how things were going on in the first one that you didn't even realize, but were are all, you know, foreshadowing what would happen in number two. I really appreciate that they took the time to have stories one, two and three done before they said, all right, let's make this thing. And Unlike our boys at Star Wars. I was did. just going to say, and J.J. Abrams, you go. Yeah. And Ryan, Ryan Johnson, Johnson, your turn.
1: <laughs> well, <laughs> what do I do? I don't know. Just play the drums. Well, actually, you could make the argument that it's it's the problem that the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man films and the Andrew Garfield films had where they were like, each one was kind of sequential, yeah. but didn't end in a shape or a way that felt like you have to see the third one. Right. And then. Ah, uh, the Amazing Spider-Man Andrew Garfield ones never got a third movie, but then the Tobey Maguire third movie was is like kind of a mess. Sure.
0: So um, it sounds like you're right. They're probably not going to make that mistake. And plus, with yeah. this animation style, I, I don't know anything about animation, but I would guess that animating these movies must take two or three times longer than just like a standard animation movie. So, fun fact: there is a chase sequence in this movie. We're gonna. Did you say spoiler? Yeah, at the very beginning. All right, so if they're still hanging around at this point, like, dude, yeah, get out. We're gonna we're gonna talk about it. So talk about it. The chase sequence in this movie, I read, took eight hundred people four years to complete. Oh my gosh! Well, that's the thing. This movie came out five years after the first one, and now they're dropping the next but one. But they've never stopped working in three hundred <laughs> days. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's th- that tells me that everything is intertwined. So dude, that well. was just
1: a child when the first one came out. You really so were. was miles, oh nice. <laughs> nice. Yeah, actually, that's a good question. Does the movie pick up? It's like a year right where, it, where the last one left. It's like off? a year
0: and a half after. Yeah, right. It's been <laughs> five years. Come on, literally five years, but in the movie, a year and a half. Um, what was I gonna say? Uh, oh, the, hey, don't run from the Lord. This like for me personally, I, something about the second movie in a trilogy I really cling to. Empire Strikes Back is my favorite Star Wars movie. Uh, This has been my favorite movie yet. (laughs) And Infinity uh, War. uh, Infinity War, but I was going to say Two Towers for Lord of the Rings. Everybody loves Return of the King. My favorite is actually Two Towers. Okay. Something about that second one just hits. Something about the continuing of the first story, the intertangling of the first story, and then the cliffhanger to lead into the third. Um, cause really like, you know, like I said, the, the villain, the main villain in this movie was not even like the scariest part of everything. Uh, whereas in the first one, it's like the villain was the most intense part. And for my son, Winston, it was just way too much to handle. I, I honestly think Winston probably could have handled the second one way sure. more. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. What do I wonder you wonder if the second, a
1: second film, do you think it's because it ends on a cliffhanger and that's like just so tempting or do you think it's because, I think so. Uh, second film usually has like their heroes, the heroes at like
0: their darkest hour. I think that I think it, yeah. it's it really, it was a big twist at the end. It kept me on my toes. I was connecting. It was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that just happened. Oh, that's because of that. And it's like in your head, you're connecting all the dots and you're thinking back to the first movie. I mean, it, I was really glad that I watched into the spider verse the day before going to see the second. Yeah, one. that's beneficial. That was helpful.
1: I had no idea that there was going to be a third one. When I watched this movie,
0: I unfortunately did people I, I saw in tweet. my theater.
1: When you get to the end and it's, it ends on a cliffhanger. There was gentlemen, teenage boys in my showing that just screamed. <laughs> and I was like, what the heck? <laughs> what a bait and switch. What is, what is this? Right. Twilight breaking Dawn part one. Unbelievable. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I didn't know it was a cliffhanger either until, uh, I saw an Instagram post saying, Beyond the Spider-Verse coming out in 300 days. And I thought, what? Right. This one just came out and then it was a cliffhanger. So that makes sense. Well, you
1: know, to be fair, I, I don't think, I don't think Sony could be doing a worse job of naming these movies. Into the Spider-Verse. Yeah. Across, Across the Spider-Verse. Yeah.
0: Yeah. The spider I wish they were a little Rise bit. of the Spider-Verse. Yeah. The last Spider-Verse. Because even this, the Tom Holland movies, I always get the names mixed up. They're too similar. Homecoming. Far, far From, from home, home. No way no way home. home. No
1: Way Home. Yeah. Go Home. Homeless.
0: He is, actually. Actually, Homeless yeah, would he, have been he, like a pretty good name for is, that actually. one. Yeah. Uh, So, first of all, can we just agree that Miguel O'Hara has the sickest Spider-Man outfit? Yeah. He's also got, like, the most broken powers. Like, his webs are, like, lasers. Lasers. Yeah. (laughs) So, I was reading up on him. So, his story is, uh, in the comics at least, a lot of people who are comic fans are super ticked about this movie because they broke a lot of what happens in the comics. So, with him... Don't be a comics fan. He... Oh, got him. He is uh, Spider-Man 2099. I knew that. Which is essentially just the year.
1: But he was he he was the he was the kind of like end credit joke at the very end of the first Spider-Man, right?
0: Yeah. I didn't see the end credit at the okay. first one. David asked me if I saw it. I didn't even know it was there. I missed it.
1: It was like a Spider Man
0: ninety nine and
1: it was, it was him like to, creating around. the watch.
0: Ah. and then he went into another universe. Dang, a setup. And it was the cartoon one where they point at each other. <laughs> mm. and That's how it ends. Okay. But. Gotcha. Uh, So in the movie, he's from Earth uh, 928, but he uh, he basically and he has to inject himself with uh, spider DNA to maintain his powers. And there was kind of like kind of gross watching in the opening scene when he first shows up. um, He helps basically save Gwen, the the vulture that pops up from the Da Vinci, uh, whatever you want, dimension. Uh, That vulture was actually voiced by Jorma Tacone, which is Jorma from The Lonely Island with Andy Samberg. Andy Samberg also voiced Scarlet Spider, who was the one with kind of like the blue hoodie. He was the one who like... The super emo. Yeah. He's the one that Gwen basically sent to a different dimension at the very end, and then she snaps his his wristwatch thing.
1: Yeah, I kind of was getting nostalgia vibes from Spider-Man stuff but I couldn't pinpoint exactly from where. Cause I mean, I played like the old PlayStation Spider-Man games as well. And there were other Spider-Man related games and TV shows we watched growing up. So that Scarlet spider, I was like, that's something Mm -hmm. he looks familiar. I don't remember from where though.
0: Um, But with Miguel, like when he first shows up, it's almost like I was questioning, like, is Miguel like a werewolf or is he like, Yeah, he was about to eat that guy. (laughs) (laughs) So I looked it up. One of his powers is he has uh Paralysis sting spider hunger. through his venom fangs. Oh my gosh, he's Shelob! Yeah, Gross. I mean, like, he is a spider, like, spiders have fangs, right? So, that's where that came in because I looked it up as like I basically googled, Is Miguel a werewolf? <laughs> <laughs> he's not,
1: uh, well, he's shaped like a triangle upside down, dude. He's freaking. <laughs> I want his body (laughs) not like there's other Spider-Man in the movie that are there's other Spider-Man in the movie that are juggernauts essentially but I feel like he could take any one of them he He looks so So that's the
0: thing he is Spider-Man Prime this is Kang you mean dang Kang (laughs) (laughs) this is the Kang movie that's coming basically Mm -hmm. it's Mm -hmm. the same setup it's the same concept. We, it, it's kind of cool, though, because the movie opens up in Gwen's world and we see that Gwen accidentally killed her best friend, Peter, because Peter wanted to be special like Gwen. So he drank the serum. Let's, hey, let's break that down. Because yeah, because yeah. that was awesome. Yeah. So her Peter Parker is bullied at school mm. and they she talks about how like it shows her standing up to his bully and stuff. And then it says until I was too late and it shows him drinking this vial and then just like I thought it was like. I thought he was committing suicide. I thought he committed suicide. Yeah, and someone I someone had to go. This is someone something. had to die. I was lo- gonna. I looked at Emily and I was like, "This is dark." When I looked at you, that's what I was thinking. I'm like, "Did he just yeah. end himself?" Because I thought the same. My thing. son is here.
1: <laughs> so what would the what would the implications of that be? Don't don't ever defend your weak nerd friend at school, otherwise he won't have the strength <laughs> to, to live.
0: <laughs> I guess so. Well, he turned into a lizard. Um, <laughs> now he
1: does have the strength,
0: <laughs> but no, the whole, the whole Gwen story. Um, I loved it. I love the pastel yeah. colors. Yeah. The colors of her world. Yeah. Were yeah. Like
1: watercolors. And, and like
0: and... they're telling the story, but they're also using the pastel colors to tell more of a story. Right. So like when, uh, there's a point she fights the bad guy and she's hurt and her dad, who is the captain, who has vengeance out for Spider-Woman, mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. Spider-Gwen or whatever, um, because he thought she killed Peter Parker in this universe. Right. It's so, the classic like in the first one when uh, Miles' dad sees Miles standing over his uncle Aaron. He assumes Spider-Man killed Aaron. So just like that, Gwen's dad assumes Spider-Woman just killed Peter Parker. And that's the parallels I t- I'm talking mm, about. One of it's, the canon events, if you is, will. There is... Oh. Things that happen to any Spider-Man mm-hmm. that is co- considered a canon event, which we'll probably talk about. That's like a bit. heavy theme in this movie. It's
1: always sad when policemen misunderstand a situation, dude. especially when it's your dad.
0: But anyway, you know. her her cop dad finally gets her at gunpoint and not says, you're like, you're arrested. Like, right. you're not arrested, but put your hands up. Right. I'm going to arrest you. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's the and same thing, right? This scene, I think arrested. was my favorite. It was good because she's like oh my gosh i'm hurt it's time like this is she after, was out of web this is
1: after their vulture battle yeah. right which you know which that vulture awesome. battle was super cool because you know he that's like the first 2 minutes of the movie right yeah and he he comes into the scene and like you said he's like da vinci style art on past like you know pastel sepia toned paper or mm-hmm. whatever and I'm like, oh, okay. So they're doing like a really stylistic thing with him until he gives his backstory and he comes, he says that he comes from that multiverse. Right. I'm like, oh my gosh, this movie could do anything, yeah. can it? That's yeah. because if you think about the first Into the Spider Verse, it's not that it wasn't very creative and artistic, but the art style was pretty consistent yeah. through the whole thing. And yeah. so that was like my first clue of like, oh man, there could be a, A black and white spider-man world there could be and i was like i bet there might even be live action spider-man i thought that
0: i thought that is this gonna go real life um but anyway yeah her dad she has the whole talk rips off her mask and when her dad you can see in the background the pastels dripping and dripping like his world is like (laughs) same so like it tells the story this pastel color (laughs) yeah and like her depression, she's all blue. Right. And she hugs her dad and turns warm. Right. And it's like, that's really cool. I yeah. really liked that. Um, but yeah, I, I liked Gwen a lot more in this movie. Heck yeah. I thought she was great. She's a beast. Yeah. She's so good. When she, she takes out Vulture and Vulture shoots down a helicopter, when she saves everybody with, with her web to slow down that helicopter, that was sweet. And that's like the beauty of the animated movie of like, they could not have done that scene the same way if it was real life. It's like, you could just go crazy with the animation. You could mm-hmm. just do whatever, do whatever. There's no, there's nothing. There's nothing stop that you, you gotta worry about. What even is this podcast? <laughs> Thank
1: anymore? God that Peter Parker doesn't talk like that, huh? <laughs> yeah. That'd be actually, you know, it is funny you say that. Cause it's like, wow, Featuring there's Chris so Pratt. much uh, for a superhero. whose, you know, superpowers could be counted on one hand. They get so much mileage out of what those spidermen can do. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, actually, I mean the thing is, I looked up, let me read you can keep talking, David. I'm gonna pull this up. Because when I was looking up, is Miguel O'Hara a Miguel O'Hara, not O'Hare? He's not related to the business mogul from the movie The Lorax even though they have a striking similarity to each other. Okay. Miguel O'Hara when I was googling is he a werewolf? Uh yeah. there was a list of his abilities. I'm going to pull it up, David. You can keep going about what you were saying, but I'm going to I'm going to read it once I have it.
1: But anyway, G- uh, Gwen is being faced down by her father. And she doesn't want to like have to fight him, <laughs> and so God. of course
0: it looks like she's going to lose until she rips off her mask. Mm. And then... And then her dad's world crumbles, and she tries to convince him, like, Dad, I'm a good person. I didn't kill Peter. You gotta trust me. And when the, he... The shot, Mickey. When he hits her with that... You have the right to remain silent. You have the right to remain silent. It was like, oh, oh shot, Mickey. he's <laughs> still gonna arrest his daughter. Dang, that was savage. He's that not even gonna me. hear her out. He thinks she's a murderer. Come on, brother. You have the right to remain silent. And then before he can, Miguel and uh, S- Spider-Woman rolls in on her what, chopper. Doesn't she have a name? Uh, Spider-Woman. Yeah, yeah she she's. uh Give me a like sp- Is
1: it Spider-Queen? No, no, it's, it's Spider-Woman. Spider Woman.
0: Her name's Jess. Okay.
1: You know, you, Ali uh, Bohammer, mentioned last week that the Spider-Man and Jessica his amazing Drew. friends have different names mm-hmm.
0: yeah like
1: I, I, spider gwen spider woman gwen stacy is ghost ghost spider yeah Ghost spider and then what was miles morales spin spin i think it's mainly because they're all in the same show fighting at the same time yeah maybe the adult comic should like take a page out
0: of that one probably Just maybe make this a little bit simpler spider woman is jessica drew so miguel uh our boy 10 uh, 2099 spider-man and uh and uh spider oh. Woman basically web up her dad and then take her with them to their spider society. Um, Spider-verse, one might say. Uh no, that's stupid, Sean. So Miguel's powers include superhuman strength, stamina, durability, speed, agility, reflexes, accelerated healing, and vision. Genius-level intellect, wall crawling via talons on fingers, organic webbing from forearms, paralytic venom f- via fangs, gliding via airfoil on indus- indestructible costume, mastery of acrobatics and combat. So when he's that's pretty powerful, <laughs> huh? that from? It's from uh, The Scorpion King. Oh, I thought it was maybe from Black Adam. David's favorite movie. I like that movie. Uh So, yeah, when you write it all out, he's freaking powerful, dude. He's a legend. Is there anything he can't do? Can't, can't stop save, Miles. Can't stop Miles. That's right. Freaking Miles, dude. He's a ghost.
1: He's, he's a spin. A ghost.
0: <laughs> spin. Yeah, he's not a ghost. He's a spin.
1: Speaking of Miles, after the... That was actually a really cool prologue. Because that's when it, you know, into the across the Spider-Verse, you get your title, Mm -hmm. your title crawl after that. Yeah. It was all just a prologue. It was,
0: yeah, very long prologue. I liked it. It That's cool. Uh, Yeah, I mean, there's not much going on with Miles. We get introduced to Spot, who ends up being the main villain of the whole movie. Which might be my favorite part of the whole movie. He's got a baller backstory. They took <laughs> There's a little part in the first movie.
1: If it was if they didn't take it so seriously, it'd be really <laughs>
0: stupid, but I love that they went all in. Yeah.
1: You threw a bagel at me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he he works for what's the company's Alchemex? Yeah. works at Alchemex. He was at the lab when Spider-Man went invisible stole the computer from Doc Ock in the first movie. In the first movie. Peter B. Parker grabs a bagel. Miles has the computer. He says, let's do the old switcheroo. Miles takes the bagel. Peter B. Parker takes the computer. Miles turns around and chucks the bagel at some random scientist. I think it
1: even, I think there's even like a little animated. Yeah. Barbell bagel.
0: (laughs) And that is the main villain of the whole story. The the origin story. The guy who got yoinked with the bagel. You embarrassed me. (laughs) I lost everything. Uh, he was at the explosion of the collider when it exploded he basically became the spot he became this voidless person with these I don't know what you would call dark them. matter dark matter portals yeah, all over his body all over his body yeah his life is ruined he can't he get a job had
1: no idea if that was a spider-man villain in any of the comics or anything
0: yeah I don't know
1: so he was a uh, well it's great because he starts off as seemingly like villain of the week he's robbing a convenience store and miles stopping him is like almost like a comedy routine it's like trivial supposedly to stop
0: him dude he's from the comics back all the way back to 1985 he showed up dang that's even before i was born so yeah he's like you you don't take him seriously at all he seems like he has no idea what he's doing miles is just gonna own this guy he's also very funny yeah he's like so pathetic and he defeats himself by kicking himself in the butt which oliver really appreciated that was good Uh, But then as the movie goes on, his hatred towards Spider-Man only grows, his power only grows, and he starts really screwing stuff up. And that's when the story gets interesting. That's when he's in the Spider Society and he sees all the destruction that his world has caused and his story has caused. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you want to talk about that, David? The what? Basically, like, so he goes to that Indian... Uh, Spider-Man's world mm. and that's where things get really messed up because the spot is there the spot is jumping he's he's learned how to jump from dimension to dimension he shows up at that Alchemax to start another particle collider to basically gain more dark energy dark matter and, um, and he destroys the whole building and that's when like the meat and potatoes of this movie gets going because we learn what a canon event is and how that plays into the whole spider verse webbing
1: and how spot is not only a very powerful villain, but also like existentially can destroy everything. Yeah. Because he can just absorb an entire world if, if it reaches that point with him.
0: Yeah. Do you want to talk about Gwen and her <clears throat> watch thing? I see, I don't know what that means. <laughs> Remember when, when the canon event is about to happen? Yeah, so she gets an alert. She gets an alert from the Spider Society. Um, the Spider Society. Let's just talk about that. Miguel O'Hara. Created the Society of Spider Men to get rid of any anomalies across the Spider Verse. So, an anomaly is something that's not supposed to happen in a universe. Right. Something in a universe that's not supposed to happen. Basically, the Spider Man version of the Timekeepers from Loki. Exactly. So, Miguel O'Hara is trying to uh, protect the sacred timeline. Basically, the sacred. Connection between all the different multiverses. So what he does is he has all these different agents and they're all spider man and he sends them out to go uh, handle the anomalies. Well, this spot guy shows up in this other dimension and that's an anomaly. He's not supposed to be there. He's creating destruction. He's uh, taking their he's starting their collider, whatever. Um, so in all of this chaos, um, a building comes down. And this is Indian Spider Man's world, who what is happens? voiced by. Sorry to interrupt. Voiced by Karan Sony, who is the guy from Deadpool, Deadpool the taxi driver. He's the taxi driver, yeah. Oh, that's fun. Um, so oh, this crazy. building comes down, and it causes this moment for the Indian Spider Man, where he can either save his girlfriend, um, who is in a bus mm-hmm. on the bridge. are they all paralleled to Tom Holland? Far from home, mm. MJ on the bridge in the bus. Freaking um, Wasn't that
1: also in Spider-Man One with Tobey Maguire? Yeah, something mm. about like you know something falling off a bridge and he's got to save the people.
0: And that's why this is a canon event. It happens mm. to every Spider-Man. And it's, it's funny because like you see all these Spider-Man movies and it's like they just keep playing the same thing over and over again. But then you find out in this movie, it's like. If you are going to be Spider Man, you are going to experience this. Gotta take your lumps. It's a canon event. It's a character you building. You can't escape it. Uncle Ben is gonna die. Or or Uncle Aaron. You're going Somebody to lose. To and the captain. Or Aunt May. The captain Tom Holland. No, the captain will die. So then that's another canon event. And that's what we learn with this with this Indian Spider Man is if you are close to a police chief captain, he will die. Dang. At some point. <laughs> canon <laughs> event. So such a morbid thing. So Indian Spider-Man, his name is Paviter Prabhakar. Sorry. Exactly. <laughs> Basically <laughs> Indian Peter, Peter Parker. Peter Parker um, he's faced with this choice, do I save my girlfriend or do I save her father who is the police captain? And Gwen gets an alert on her watch saying, dun, "Hey, dun. hey Gwen, watch out a canon event is about to take place. Make sure you keep your distance." Yeah, you can't interrupt a canon event. Right. So, but guess who doesn't know that? Miles. Our boy Miles. What does Miles do? He saves the day. He's they str- save them both. Yeah. Uh, the Indian man has got his girlfriend, and Miles swoops in, threads the needle, saves the kid and the police chief. And everybody's happy. Except then a giant frickin' wormhole opens up at the bottom of this guy's earth and starts dun, dun. sucking buildings in. Yeah. Why? Because the universe is unraveling, mm-hmm. because he stopped a cannon event that's right how could you as soon as that happens a bajillion spider Men come through the portal to basically stop this wormhole from expanding clean up crew and then miles gets ushered into the spider society we're gonna have a little conversation young man Yeah, miguel needs to talk to him So he gets a day pass, (laughs) literally, literally a wristband day pass (laughs) so that he can be in the spider society without his particles getting all jacked up because he's in a different uh, dimension, different earth. And uh, Miguel sits him down and freaking tells him what's up. And this is like this is the the best part about the whole movie. And one of the most intense parts, I would say, is he sits him down. Miguel's got this and you kind of see the inner workings of the spider Spider society. You see some pretty cool Spider-Man. We do get a glimpse of a Lego Spider-Man at one point, um, which there was. I don't know if you guys saw the story about the Instagram kid. He recreated the first trailer from across the Spider-Verse in Lego. Okay. And then the movie team, whoever they are, they hired that kid to animate the Lego scene. So he seems like a big responsibility. I Yeah, <laughs> I would say, say so. Four years.
1: <laughs> and they paid him like 100 bucks, probably, right?
0: Probably, yeah. But child I would do labor it. laws. <laughs> that's right. They couldn't pay him anything. That's the way, that's Volu- way. he volunteered. That's the way to do it. Uh, but that's pretty cool. He uh, he made a fan made trailer, and they said, "Listen, kid, come here. We're gonna have you do this. Get to work." And <laughs> the best part was, you get Peter Parker, Lego Peter Parker, goes into uh, into his side closet and and calls Miguel and says, "Miguel, there's an anomaly in my world. Something strange going on." And what does he say, David? He says. Thanks, Peter. You're one of our best. <laughs> <laughs> Just the idea of all of these <laughs> uber powerful Spider-Man. Lego Spider-Man is one of the best in the biz. Uh, but there was a cowboy Spider-Man. That horse, was my favorite. <laughs> the horse had a mask. The best, the best was Peter parked car. <laughs> Peter parked car. There was a T-Rex Spider-Man. Of course. There, what, what else was it? There? there was a cat. There was the one with the bag over his head. I missed that That is from the comics. Spider-Man joins the Fantastic Four and forgets his suit. So he puts a Fantastic (laughs) Four suit on and a bag over his head. It's from the comics.
1: (laughs) That's classic. I totally missed that one. There might have even been one in his underwear. I don't even remember. The T-Rex one really got me. That was funny. I
0: will say it's worth looking up an Easter egg video for this movie. No, it's worth
1: just seeing it again. Yeah. A couple times just to catch it
0: I'm going to see it again. But I'll tell you what. I watched a 40 minute
1: Easter uh, egg video
0: pretty- easter egg Dang. and it is non-stop and it's it'll blow your mind let's tag that video in this um can we
1: do that <laughs> how'd that guy get all that footage to analyze S-
0: screen crush is good Unless and was- mm, new rock stars maybe yes i think that's what it's that's called. the one i was watching early. um 40 minutes long and he what and that's the other thing that's great about this movie i i love references that's like why i give high points to movies right this movie has it all right it has visuals it has the story it has the action right it has the emotion like everything plus the references the easter eggs yeah yeah something
1: we kind of jumped over was uh peter uh, miles miles morales he has his like opening fight with spot sort of defeats him but he's got to run to a meeting with his parents where he's doing like college counseling yeah he's running late for it and then he has to like blitz through that meeting real quick and then immediately sprint back out to stop spot. Right. Where then he gets to have an interaction with his dad pretending to be uh, Spider Man. Right. And then, like, there's just a chunk of the movie where there's no action. But honestly, that stuff is, like, the meat and potatoes of the story. Yeah, for sure. I would say so. Because it's like, I'm like dude, this is classic Spider-Man. It's- he, he can't have everything. He's either Spider-Man yep. or he's the son. And he's got it's always intention. He's always wrestling. Yeah, He's
0: going to lie to his parents. One thing to note, before he... he- you know, goes to all these different dimensions with Gwen before he goes to the spider society. He's struggling so much with the fact that he's lying to his parents. He's sneaking around. He gets grounded for three months by his parents because he keeps showing up late to stuff. And they know that he's lying to them. And he tells Gwen, I just want to tell my parents. And she says, do not do that. I'll tell, I can tell you that that is not the right decision because just before that she told her dad, she peeled off the mask and he still tried to arrest her. So she says, don't do it. She should just open with that. Well, that's what I, I, I mean, told
1: my dad. The very first thing he wanted to do was arrest me. <laughs> but That's what's amazing oh about this
0: movie is the relationships and how the relationships tell the story. Right. You've got him and his dad who are, his dad is trying to figure out how to parent this kid. Right. He's Spider-Man trying to figure out, my dad's a cop. How do I manage that? Right. those also a good to- dad. They work together. Spider-Man and the police chief, his yeah. dad, work together. Well, that's the other thing. Police lieutenant. He's the lieutenant, but he's, he's going to a- become a captain. He's about to become the captain. Oh, and you know, you learn the canon event for every Spider-Man is Don't say Captain it. dies. Captain dies. No! But I love that it's Gwen and her dad's relationship tells the story of what's going to happen with miles and his dad. Right. I love that. Uh, Uncle Aaron was kind of the uncle Ben to him, but him and his mom have that conversation that build up that, that wisdom, uh, you know, don't let anybody tell you, you don't belong somewhere. Like you're, you're special. You can do anything you want. Like it was her, her hype up, her uh, coaching, I guess you could say Mm -hmm. is what catapults the story of what he's about to face. Right. Also, I mean, they're trying to set up
1: a romance between Gwen and Miles, definitely.
0: But it works really well.
1: Yeah. Because if you think about it, they're two peas in a pod. Yeah. They had, right. that, they had that really romantic moment where they're sitting upside down on the ledge together, and it's like this nice, beautiful shot of the sunset, but the world's upside down to them. That would yeah, I cool. would have been
0: given, I would have given anything to be Gwen in that scene. Oh, nice. <laughs> so he gets ushered in. He meets Miguel. Miguel's a total baller. This dude's tough. I don't want to... You don't want to mess with Miguel. This guy runs the show. Bro, I got his Funko pre-order. What?! (laughs) I like it. Uh, his suit is sick and uh, he's a baller, but he he explains to Miles. He says, you disrupted a canon event and that guy... In that's, Indian Spider-Man's world. His world is collapsing because of you. We might be able to contain it. We might not. We've seen in the past when this happens that worlds can completely fall apart. We learned that Miguel was sad, so he finds another dimension where a Miguel has kids and is happy, but that Miguel dies. So this Miguel, 2099 earth 928 miguel hijacks that earth he goes to that earth he lives that life he basically fills the spot of the guy who died he he finds a world where miguel who is him right dies right but before the family founds out, finds out that he is dead, he the other Miguel from another universe just says, I'm just going to sneak on right. in and this the, is my family. The Spider-Man Miguel sneaks in to live a happy life. And then that entire universe falls apart and everybody like disintegrates. Because he disrupted a canon event. Yeah, and he just disrupted that entire... Kind of like they've been talking about incursions in the MCU with yep. Doctor Strange. It's like when you are hanging around in a universe that is not yours for too long everything becomes destabilized and worlds can collide.
1: Oh my gosh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so he knows like you can't disrupt it. You can't just keep doing whatever the heck you want. You can't be disrupting all these canon events because if you're Spider-Man, somebody close to you is going to die. If you're Spider-Man, a police chief that's close to you is going to die. And that's when Miles says... And what's cool is while he's explaining this, he's showing a visual of all different Spider-Mans across universes and them... F- uh, holding that captain who's dead yep. and it pans to all the different comics Andrew and then Garfield, we see yeah. Andrew Garfield live action yeah. holding Gwen Stacy's dead. And before that, you see two, multiple or, pictures of... Um, toby mcguire's spider-man yeah, uncle with, ben, the uncle ben about all the different
1: uncle Bens. so it's an
0: animated movie but they've got pictures of the real life movies they've got this hologram projection of andrew garfield holding the police chief they had um a
1: cameo from they had two live action cameos they had the spot traveling through dimensions and he pops into the convenience store that was in venom, venom i
0: did not know that reference because I. A lot of people movie. didn't i act i'm i'm just gonna hype myself up for a second when i first saw it with emily i looked at her and said that's Venom's universe, and I am so happy uh-huh. I made the connection, because that was, was cool.
1: I was excited, but only because in the Venom movies, there's like three characters. Venom, Tom Hardy, and that lady who runs the convenience store. <laughs> mm.
0: Right. That's, that's it. Right. Yeah, she was on by. Oh,
1: and then uh, what was the other live-action cameo? It was... Uh, Childish Gambino. Yeah, it was Childish yeah, Gambino. Donald Glover. As the Prowler. As the Prowler from uh, the Tom Holland Spider-Man movie. Right. Yeah, so... See, that's the thing, though. Was that from Tom Holland's Earth? It would have to be because he specifically is Miles Morales' uncle in that movie.
0: Right, but could it just be another? Don't say it. Could it be another? Don't don't do this. Well, Aaron from another world. They also, uh, Miguel was talking about uh, the different canon events and stuff, or the different Spider-Man he's been dealing with. Mm-hmm. And he says something about, and don't get me started on that Doctor Strange and that little nerd on Earth, 109999999 or something right. like that. Sure. That's Tom Holland. So, with that though, we see uh, the Prowler with Childish Gambino. We see him. We see a bunch of other villains that are locked up. Craven was there. Uh, Craven was there. The video game Spider-Man. Yep. From the PS4 game.
1: He actually, it makes, I didn't notice it in the scene with all the Spider-Man, the the video game guy, but I did notice the little uh, quick cameo they had where Miles Morales was like popped into his room and his buddy was there playing video games and he's playing uh, the new Spider-Man PS4 game. That's coming
0: out. Yeah. It's the newest one. I wouldn't have noticed that except David pointed it out to me. And I showed it to Oliver and he liked that a lot. But what's important is they're showing all these villains because those are all anomaly villains that ended up in the wrong universe. And these are villains that these Spider-Men have captured. And the Spider-Men in this spider society, they have this machine. It's like this robotic spider that webs up these villains and scans their DNA to send them to their correct universe. Yeah. And which is big, which is big. We're going to touch on that in a little bit, but so Miguel explains to it explains to miles. You can't disrupt a canon event. This is what's going to happen. And if there's a police chief that's close to you, that's a canon event that the police chief's going to die. And miles immediately says, yeah, the whole tone of the movie, everything you, the whole cool, like, oh my God, look at all these Spider-Men, all right. these good guys teaming up. Miguel is so crazy powerful. So cool. This whole society of just yeah. like, this is amazing. Everything changes.
1: Yeah, it got really dark. When Miles
0: Miles realizes, (laughs) my dad is about to become captain. What do you mean all the captains die?
1: And that's crazy because I don't know how that flew right over my head up until that very moment. I'm like, that's right. They have been saying that like five times. I'm
0: about to be captain. I'm about to be captain. Like, oh, no. And then he looks at Gwen because Gwen's dad is Captain. Super dead. And that's why Gwen does not want to go back to her world. She doesn't want to face her dad, and she knows that it's a canon event that he's going to die. So Gwen I doesn't want to die. One of the- Gwen doesn't want to go home. Miles wants to go home to try to stop it ASAP. And uh, and even Peter B. Parker is there. All the Spider-Man kind of surround Miles, and he's like, what is this, an intervention? And they're Dang. basically trying to It basically him. was. Yeah, and Peter B. Parker is there to say, he says, Peter, if you would have known that Uncle Ben was going to die, wouldn't you have stopped it? And he says, Uncle Ben dying made me who I was. Oh, predestination. He, he, made, he, he made me Spider-Man. It's, it's he, like the Matrix he, determinism and well, all that's, that. I'm trying to explain to my six-year-old, like, you know, exactly. Pre, predestination,
1: predetermined.
0: Well, ben. you see, son, this is what's known as
1: the problem of evil. <laughs> and we, uh, this is how. <laughs> Listen, Oliver. People have to die.
0: That's what has to happen. It's
1: like, how do you explain that to a little kid? I totally forgot until I, I replayed the game, but Miles Morales in the the PlayStation mm-hmm. uh, 4 and PlayStation 5 game, his dad dies Dang. <laughs> during the Spider-Man game. And then when you pick up on the Miles Morales game, it's like after his dad has died and him and his mom mm. are just kind of like trying to. Mm -hmm. Put their lives together until he encounters his Uncle Aaron, who's the prowler. And I saw that. I'm like, oh, no, there's no escape.
0: It's the canon event. It's canon. So So what's going to happen? He basically starts freaking out. He says, I got to get out of here. Send me home. Send me home. Send me home. And Miguel says, no. He says, when is this supposed to happen? Says in a couple days when he dies. And he says, what is this? An intervention? And Miguel basically I don't know. He like puts him in one of those chambers where he tries to lock him up. Force says, field. We need yeah, he puts him in a force field and says we need to keep you here for a couple of days. You're not going anywhere. Yeah, you can't change things. And that's that's when Miles just goes freaking Yeah. God mode. This concept of like anomalies and canon events, they really hype it up. And then uh Miles has this power. But that- you know
1: how he breaks out, right? with his palms yeah because we Mm. forgot to introduce punk spider hobie yes
0: hobie (laughs) brown (laughs) who is way too cool for this movie he's voiced by daniel kaluuya which is the guy from black panther he's uh he's the one that defects to go to uh mbaku no no no
1: no he's he's the he's the guy who is in get out
0: yeah oh okay get out and
1: yeah (laughs) He's he he was he was great. Uh, I like how yeah, yeah. like he gets introduced by them trying to stop the spot from interacting in the the Indian Indian Spider Man world uh, with their their collider.
0: He's also set up as through the force field, and this is what I mean by the relationships in this movie. Um, He's set up as like this mysterious guy that Gwen's been seeing. Another Spider Man, Gwen's been hanging out with. So you, he's already like that guy. Emotional conflict Mm. and done before. The way that it works out of this guy showing up. um, I don't know if you guys noticed this, but throughout the whole movie, he was like taking stuff.
1: Yeah, I noticed that. Um, It dawned on me later what he was up to.
0: So he walks in. He uh, tells Miles exactly what he needs to know about uh, unleashing this power within Miles. Yeah. Um, And then Miles can now zap things and blow things up with his... Uh, electricity. I I don't fully understand that power. I think think he absorbs energy and then blasts it out. That's what he can do. Kind of like Black Panther's suit. (sighs) Just gotta go all out. I didn't catch that with the palms, but he basically, he goes Ham Taro and he explodes this thing and says, you ain't keeping me here. I gotta get home and save my dad. And then that's when we get this epic chase scene where every Spider-Man there is chasing Miles they're trying to stop him from It's like Detroit versus everybody I think from I, <laughs> I want except for real. <laughs> and the thing is though he's just escaping to nothing. He has a day pass. He's he has no way of getting home. He's just running and they're like where are you going? This is futile. You have no plan. What are you doing? But also he's so highly motivated. You're rooting for him. Dude, heck yeah, you're rooting for him. And he's just he's just defeating every single Spider-Man, T-Rex Spider-Man. The best was the the horse Spider-Man. He's like draw on three, one, two, and Miles (laughs) weds him, and he like falls off the horse. You didn't wait till three. (laughs) Yeah, that was good. Uh, That was funny. Um, The humor in this movie is great too. It is great. It's honestly the movie is so serious too. Yeah, and and this is where like Thor: Love and Thunder fell off. Right it's such a serious movie that when they say a joke, it's not too cheesy. It doesn't ruin it. It's actually funny. And then it's like, all right, back to like, right back to, it doesn't ruin it though. And that's what another thing I appreciate about this movie. And also
1: that, like you said, that scene is so impressive because it's thousands of moving parts, chasing this guy. When you say it takes like hundreds of people, years to make it. I'm like,
0: yeah, I bet. Because it's yeah. like each person was designated for maybe like two or three Spider-Men. It's like, all right, you are in charge of this guy and everything he's going to do. And you're in charge of that guy and everything he's going to do. And then multiply that by 800 people. <laughs> there was yeah. so many moving parts. The, the
1: creativity
0: of it. Yeah. It's like, if you told me, okay, we
1: give you essentially limitless... Opportunity, limitless ideas of Spider-Man and what they can do and they're all their different abilities. Like, okay, here's a Transformer Spider-Man, here's like a, right. a Warhammer 40k Spider-Man, right. here's one who launches missiles and stuff off his back. I wouldn't even know where to start yeah. with so
0: many, with so many options. Do you remember they, I said one? Did something one incredible. thing I appreciated about Ant-Man Quantumania was that it was pretty creative, but it just wasn't complex. Sure. Whereas this movie was ten times more creative and infinitely more complex and it's not just like out of nowhere complexity right they take from the comics and right. like there is so from the, and from the first movie peter parked car because one of the things okay so then he's running from all these spider man he ends up on this it's kind of like this futuristic planet i don't i didn't write down which earth they were on um, it was miguel O'Hara's. was it okay he's so the spider-man it must have his original one that he Then it's it's Earth 928. Um, It's like this super futuristic society. Imagine memorizing those numbers, nerd. I wrote them down, and I'm reading them off a paper. (laughs) It is the Society of Boomers, could pronounce Chipotle correctly. It is this super high tech. And he's on this like rocket train that's going straight up into the atmosphere. And every spider-man is following him and he's just climbing this train going higher and higher miguel is is fighting him the whole time miguel's just a beast he's, he's so savage he's too. so he's terrifying cool oscar- i love oscar, oscar isaac <laughs> they're all cool dude oscar isaac is in everything like he is moon knight he was apocalypse he is spider-man 2099 he, he's in something else, too, I forget. He's Poe R- Dameron. He's, I mean, he, yes, but as far as the MCU goes, I think he's Let's, all those things. But I'll
1: pause right there. First of all, a, a, him playing Apocalypse is the worst thing that's ever happened to anybody. <laughs> Apocalypse, that was excruciating. I didn't know when I said yes that that was what was going to be happening. But second is, i watching this movie, I'm like, okay, Poe Dameron was supposed to be cool and everything, but he's not one-fifth is cool as true. Spider-Man 99 is in this
0: movie. Yeah, Miguel is just a freaking tank. So Miguel finally stops uh, Miles. And this is where the huge revelation of connecting the first movie to the second. And you see all the interwebs and you see everything that's going on. Do you want to talk about it? (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Because I hyped it up and now I'm going to pass the torch to somebody. So yeah, this whole anomaly canon event stuff. He painted this picture for him that it's like this web. Um, right, that's all connected, um, and this web is beautifully like woven, t- yeah, woven together through these canon events. All of our stories are intertwined. So when the anomalies come and ruin the canon events, all of this can get uh, undone. The entire Spider Verse can crumble, yeah, and fall apart. So that's what Miguel O'Hara's whole motivation is. He has to keep it together. He he's the only one to do it. He has the technology. So that's why he created this society. So yeah, he. He chased Miles Morales forever. So yeah, Miguel's got him and he reveals to, to Miles, you were never supposed to happen. You're the original anomaly because Miles story is that a spider from earth 42 came to his dimension mm-hmm. and bit him. And that was never supposed to happen. Did they explain how it happens? Like why? Yeah. Spot spot brought him. Yeah. Spot the, was doing the original collider experiments brought the spider from earth 42 to their earth and then it escaped from their lab. So like Kingpin basically was paying them to create a collider and their initial experiments are what brought that spider. Oh yeah. And that was never supposed to happen. And that spider was not supposed to bite miles. It was supposed to bite somebody on earth 42. And because of that earth 42 doesn't have a spider man and that world Miles' world... It all falls apart. Miles' world 1610 had two Spider-Men, which was not supposed to happen. And, and that's why Peter Parker died. He said... M- Miguel says, if you never would have got bit by that spider, your Peter Parker stops the collider, doesn't die, and everything's okay. But because you were there, you distracted Peter, he didn't stop the collider, and then Peter died. Oh, and it's then right. Spot became... The, the scientist became spot who can now go to other dimensions. So it all trailed back to miles being the anomaly. Right.
1: Dang. After that, chasing, but the thing
0: is, it's not miles fault. Like, yeah. But like at,
1: at the same time, it's like, Oh man, I'm go miles. You can do it. You can get out of there. And then he, he explains that. I'm like, yeah, this kid's got to go. That's yeah. what, That's
0: like literally your heart sinks of like, oh, my God, if Miles wasn't there, Peter wouldn't have died. You just he wasn't yeah. supposed ruin to ruin everything. And, and in the first movie, they make it very clear that that spider is number 42. It's <laughs> yeah. all over the place. It's, everywhere. it's not explained, but they show you 42, 42. There's like all these ping pong balls, 42, 42. You know, it's super stylized. It is a pretty messed up number. And now that you look back, it's, it's like, oh, my God, that's from a different galaxy or well, it's a different glitching earth. too the whole time. Yeah, you look back and it's like I didn't even think about that. Gosh, they had a plan and that's what I appreciate because Star Wars did it for you, Sony. Good for you.
1: Now try to do anything live action properly. And it also explains all of these Earth only have one Spider-Man. Curiously, no cameo of Morbius. Dang it.
0: It's more. It's spider time. Uh, I thought maybe that Miguel was the Morbius Spider-Man. Some kind of werewolf vampire. I was wrong. Uh, but yeah, that is the huge like O M G moment of this movie. Miles is the anomaly. He was never supposed to be. There's a world out there that doesn't have a Spider Man. It's your fault. You Spider Man's Peter Parker's dead. It's your fault. You're the anomaly. This is and the other thing too. When they're talking about oh, canon events, brother, this guy stinks. It immediately dawned on me in the first one when Uncle Aaron catches Miles uh-huh. and he rips off his face, and then Uncle Aaron dies. All the Spider Men that are it, there. Are nowhere to be found. They are not helping Miles at all. Oh my gosh. It isn't until way later that they meet him in his room to like console him because that was a canon event and they weren't allowed to interrupt. Dang. Yeah. So it changes the whole idea of the you, first movie. It, it brings the, it elevates the first movie so much. It's like, gosh, they had it planned all, all along. Everything is interwoven. That's a good storytelling,
1: Sean. It's just like life, it's all planned out. Dang there's certain canon events
0: you can't escape. I guess not. Yeah. That like this was podcast. <laughs> so then he basically is telling miles, you're nothing. You never should have been Spider-Man. You're an anomaly. That's why he, f- that's why Gwen and Peter could never visit him because it could get close to him because he is an anomaly and they're not supposed to really like, inter- like engage with him. Mm-hmm. Um, but then he's like, and what are you going to do? You don't even have a plan. And that's when miles just goes freaking ham taro again see this is what i did not understand he basically zaps miguel no he's absorbing okay he's absorbing but like he absorbs through his fingertips and then blasts through his palms because then miguel is like all like static because he's nothing but futuristic technology oh okay futuristic energy that makes sense
1: he's got awful evil nasty Spider blood running through his veins. That's true.
0: Because he's like disabled almost for a little bit. And I didn't fully understand what exactly Miles did to him. Something tells me that'll come up. Oh, for sure. There's a few things I wrote down of like what is going to happen in number three. Uh, but, But that's the beauty of it. Like I've seen people online bashing it for certain things. And it's like. This is the second movie, exactly. But I did say that about the Last Jedi. I, I, I was did. all about it. I was like, "No, dude, they we got a plan." <laughs> they're literally there. Every time there's a second movie and there's questions left open, I say, "Guys, like, we're gonna we're gonna find out number three and then we never do. But I feel like these people have a plan because of how it all intertwines with the first one. Yeah, it's, it's very like good. they got to be able to connect it all. They, I usually
1: feel much more confident in a sequel when I find out it's coming out like next year. Right. Yeah. They're. Exactly. It was already being Not secretly
0: like, made. Right.
1: Like Twilight Breaking Dawn Part 2. What? <laughs> and
0: um, Lord, of that. That. Mm. Lord of the Rings did that. Lord of the Rings freaking bang, bang,
1: bang. Matrix 2 and 3 did I that. I haven't
0: seen the Matrix. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, everybody. I It's on my list. <laughs>
1: uh, Infinity War and Endgame did that. They did. They had a plan. So. So, yeah. I, I mean, I'm confident. It turns out audiences like when you plan something out.
0: It, it, it's almost like you care. <laughs> wow, yeah. It's a crazy concept. Do you so, guys think Chat GPT wrote this movie? I hope Absolutely so. Because it is not. so next level. Like, no. I don't think a human brain could have came up no, with this. It's You just reverse engineer it. Yeah. it. You just start at the end and you work backwards. And when you've got enough brain power of like, well, what if we added this wrinkle? What if that was that? Um, but he zaps Miguel and he's like, what is your plan? What are you going to do? What did you think you were going to do? And Miles is basically like, well, I got 900 Spider-Man out of your base. They fly now. He zaps Miguel and then shoop, flies towards the base and all the spider man are stuck on this train going up to the atmosphere and Miles is gone. He goes invisible mode. He sneaks into the base. He uses that that machine. That's, how did he land without splattering everywhere dude, he's just at a, terminal velocity? Which? How just did he fast. not run out of webs this movie? It's <laughs> a great question. That, I have a couple questions like that that we'll wait till. Don't question it. Just wonder in your back of your head and don't verbalize it. Just trust it. So he gets into the base. He uses that. He hacks the the uh, system so that he can use that arachnid thing to send himself home. He scans his DNA. It sends him to his earth and he's gone. Miguel almost stops him. And even like the avatar chick that is uh, there's an avatar spider girl who literally is at home wearing a VR set, but her avatar is at the uh, spider, society. spider society by
1: avatar. You mean Yes, VR participant. Yeah, she's like, she's blue, a hologram. Not blue people. She's a <laughs> Navi.
0: No, no, no. That would have been pretty interesting. That would have been interesting. Uh, oh my gosh. Can you imagine? <laughs> can you imagine his what? wife as a Spider Woman? Oh my gosh. That's freaky.
1: I don't even. I bet if you look hard enough in any of those background shots, you'll see basically a Navi Spider Man. probably
0: one, yeah. But uh, so he, a Darth Vader Spider Man. He back gets there. sent home and they have the, the Avatar chick has a chance to stop him and she, she doesn't, she mm. lets him go. And Peter is there, and Gwen is there, and they kind of let him go. They're, they, and, and that's why, like this did, one, did she let? Did no, Gwen she didn't let him, let him go. Did she let him go? No, Miles was like, "Forget you, Gwen." Yeah, he's ticked.
1: No, she... wait, wasn't it? Wasn't it like he got? He's just about to have that little cocoon thing uh, finish shaping around him, mm-hmm. and Miguel jumps on top of it. Right. And then what it, what happens next that prevents him from breaking the shield open?
0: Nothing. I think it's <laughs> just too powerful for McGill. Yeah, he needed he was like slowing it down but he couldn't stop it.
1: Wasn't there somebody who did something to
0: No. No. It, it was just the chick could have rebooted it and stopped it. She yeah. Didn't. I wasn't it sure if it was like to. Peter
1: B Parker or Hobie or something somebody did
0: something. No, Hobie was out. After after Miles busted out of that cocoon, he was like, "Right, man. That was great." And then he just like, I love by the way, I, also I love that uh, You know, as funny as it is, it's
1: like he presents himself as like total punk Spider-Man. Like he's yeah. a full on anarchist. I like that he's the kind of guy who does totally stick to his guns. Yeah. Like the chase starts. He's like, I'm not doing this.
0: <laughs> just like, by the way, I quit. <laughs> I so quit.
1: what were you saying, though? He was collecting all that stuff and he was like sealing stuff. He was going around like just picking up random bits and bobs. And you almost think it's like, oh, it's just like a weird comedic uh idiosyncrasy he just likes to play with and mess with stuff but then you find out he was building a device oh that he then left later on
0: i see i didn't, for, for I didn't realize that that's what gwen got at the end that makes sense
1: hobie's a good bro he's Hobie's a, good a boy. boy he's a good boy <laughs>
0: so uh but that's the thing that arc too like even hobie's story of like he was pre- introduced as this, like, that guy, you know, mm-hmm. that Gwen's seeing. And Miles oh. is like, what the heck? He's like, oh, then you left your toothbrush at my place. Miles, Miles is like, what? Miles ends up being that guy that Hobie's like, this guy's awesome. Yeah. Like, it, the whole, like, full circle... They yeah. did so good. How are every- you so cool? So <laughs> then it's like super climactic of Miles goes home and immediately all the Spireverse people, all the Spire society go straight to Miles's earth to try to stop him from stopping his dad dying. And then it's like it's All these all these stories are converging. Everybody's looking for miles. Uh, Gwen goes back home. She gets sent. Miguel says, you're a distraction. You could have taken out miles, and you didn't because you're too close to him. You're a liability. You're going home. She doesn't want to go home, but he's, he sends her home, takes her watch so she can't travel anymore, and sends her, and uh, she goes home. She shows up at her house. Her dad's there. He's sleeping, so she tries to sneak away, but he wakes up, and she basically has- she has this Glenn, good is that you? hard to heart with him. And she says, don't leave. End, like, Are you going to arrest me? He says, no, I can't. She says, what do you mean? And he says, I'm not a police officer anymore. I don't work for the Academy anymore. And she's like, like what? It's like when he found out that she was by woman, he quit Dang! And, and he's no longer the police chief captain captain
1: <laughs> <Dang>.
0: <laughs> which breaks the canon event. Because Gwen was worried about going back home and her dad dying, because that's the canon event. The police. What if they ask him to come out of retirement? Oh man, she's gonna have to tell him no. But that was the whole thing. Earlier in the movie, Miles is like, "Gosh, I just want to tell my parents that I'm I'm Spider Man." She says, "Don't do it." Come to find out, the reason he quit is because he found out his daughter was Spider Woman. So then you so that saved his life. You it clicks like all Miles has to do is tell his parents. He just has to tell his dad that he's Spider Man, and then his dad will quit. You won't want to be the police commander. And then the com- candidate never happen. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> what master if chief what of what police. that's
1: what can happen? He just, he skips captain. He goes straight to
0: master chief. chief. <laughs> yeah, master chief. Maybe. So it's like, Miles, just go tell your parents. So then you're rooting for, you see Miles. He's at, he's at home. He gets home. He's talking to his mom. He's talking to his mom. And like, he's going to do it. He's going to tell her he's Spider-Man. And he tells her. And what does she say, David? She's like, what? Who is Spider-Man? What is that? Like, what See, and I about?
1: thought, me and my theater thought this was just a joke. Right. Like, okay, Boomer. Like, yeah. I don't know who Spider-Man
0: is. Like, right. Oh my gosh, of course you don't. Dude, it went way over my head. Yeah, but, but things were getting weird. She was talking to him very strangely. What'd you do to your hair? And then you like, know what, what you, I what's noticed? What's his hair? <laughs> you know what
1: I noticed, Sean? Her eyes were green. You know what I noticed? His hoodie was purple. <gasps> I didn't know. Instead of red. too,
0: with a green jacket. Dang. Yeah. So her eyes in miles is
1: universe. Some people like, were wow. saying the art style was different too, but it was, I mean, it was green. Okay. I barely, everything was green.
0: That. I noticed that it. Uh, it was a totally different color. Not cool.
1: I'm red, green colorblind. You know that
0: <laughs> yeah, you were screwed for that. movie. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he says, gosh, I wish dad was here to explain this to you. Cause she's like, who's Spider-Man? What are you talking about? And he th- said, I wish dad was here. And she said, don't, she like stopped him. And what? then because what, and then you see, what do you mean? What you think is, oh, it's his dad. Oh, and by the way, Gwen is outside the window listening to this whole conversation. Or so you think. Or is she? That's what was uh, cool. Uh, uh, of they, they did a great job of like, he's in the wrong universe. Total misdirection. He's not where he should be. He's not. But they're what they do is they keep piecing the scenes yep. with everybody else. Like what's Miguel doing? He's in the universe chasing him. What's miles doing? He's getting home. He's showing her what's Gwen doing. She's sitting outside the window. Listening. What's Peter B Parker doing? What's it's like right. constantly like, what am I doing? Flopping. <laughs> and <Sweating>. then <laughs> you think Gwen is outside the window. Miguel's on his way. Spider woman saw his dad get home yeah. and he's about to tell his dad that she needs to stop him. And then it's miles. Mom, I'm Spider-Man. What? Yeah, And then the dad gets home and Miles looks at him and it's his uncle Aaron. And that's when Miles says, I'm not in the right universe. And you realize he's in Earth 42. Dang. Because when he scanned his DNA, his DNA has Earth 42 spider in it. Boom. The machine sent him to the wrong place because he has the wrong spider's DNA in him. And that's when I said... This is the best movie I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah.
1: The misdirection was so good. And I'm sitting there like going, wow, they have so much to wrap up in the, I know. the next
0: five minutes. <laughs> I was thinking that too. <laughs> so then Uncle Aaron is like, oh, you changed your hair. You took the braids out. And Miles is like, yeah. It's like, well, come on, we got to go. He follows his Uncle Aaron up, and it's like, you can tell, like, is Uncle Aaron, like, a drug dealer? Are they about to, like, do a hit? Are they about to go rob somebody? That is stereotyping. And you, go, yes. you, go, <laughs> you go, they get to the roof, and you see that this world is just, it's Gotham. It's just lawless. There's It is Gotham, basically. fire everywhere.
1: Like, there's <laughs> just, there's no Spider-Man. It's City on Fire, yeah. And
0: then uh, a he's, great place to he's live. like, Miles, Do you, you know what the plan is, right? he's like uh yeah if you could just explain it to me again and then miles turns around and gets knocked out decked and anyway and then it doesn't it cut to gwen after that and it's basically gwen going into uh peter's uh peter miles. going into miles's room and this is and he's not there this is earth 1610 this is the true miles's house And his parents are there, and they're like, "Where the heck is Miles?" And she walks in. She says, "I don't know where he is." But there's nothing you can do to help a person like that. You know, it's I don't know where I am either. (laughs) Is that the guy from the what is that from? From Fire
1: Festival (laughs) documentary. I thought it was the
0: guy. I thought it was the guy's YouTube. Uh, The Dune remake. Oh, that's what I thought that was. Oh, that's the a great idea. The- <laughs>
1: that's a great idea. I can totally do that.
0: That was great. So Gwen I literally walk- waited the entire
1: time to play that.
0: Gwen-, Gwen walks out of the room, and she's wearing her Spider-Woman outfit with just a hoodie on. And I thought she was going to show them that she was Spider-Woman. But and that's like, not her thing. To that's sh- not. Yeah. It's not her secret to ruin. Right, exactly.
1: Oh, man, and then it's so, uh, it's so complicated because... She's at the house, and his parents are there. But where's Miles? And it's like, what were you
0: doing in his room? Right, ah! right, right. And she's like, and she kind of just like ignores it. She's like, I don't know where Miles is, but I'm gonna go find him. And then she just leaves, and they're like, uh, okay. Are you corrupting where's my Miles? son? Where's Miles? Fortnite did a stupid Miles Morales thing two weeks before the movie came out. What? They they did a Miles skin you could buy okay and the whole thing was called Where's Miles oh no. Where's Miles that was the whole thing that's and freaking I thought Fortnite ruined I it thought, again what is that, that man that's really when random it, <sighs> when they did that with Palpatine <laughs> yeah so then oh, uh, Lord you you see Gwen basically get the whole band back together all the Spider Men from the first one the robot Penny chick Peter Porker Peter Porker's there Spider Man what is it Noir Noir hopefully hopefully voiced by Nick Cage. Once again, there can't be anybody else. That guy, that character is one of the best. Uh, And so he gets the whole team together. Isn't punk Spider-Man there too? No, uh, Indian Spider-Man's there. Indian Spider-Man.
1: Okay. I wish I knew his, like his, uh, it's probably just Spider-Man. It is just Spider-Man. Yeah. But he's, he's actually like, I fell in love with that character immediately. Yeah. Yeah, I I don't know what, I don't know how, I don't know how I did, but he, especially when he like, you know, he saves the girl he's in love with on the bus. Yeah. And he like meets her, and then he like says her name, and then it's like, "Oh, uh, 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 glad you're okay, ma'am." I'm definitely girl I've
0: I've never met before. Yeah, Yeah, he was he was great, and he had only been Spider Man for like two weeks. They said no, six months. Was it six months? But it's like he was very fresh, which makes sense. He hadn't even had his canon event yet. Right. He had just become Spider-Man. That makes sense. And um, his spider webs weren't
1: necessarily like just webs. It was like a cool It
0: was like a yo-yo, it was a yo-yo I thing. It was a it was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong culture. Uh yeah, he was sweet. So he's there and it's like Gwen is going to get this big team and they're going to go look for Miles. It's like the Country but Bears. The pro, The band back together. Of Gwen playing the drums mm-hmm. was the the background music. No. The prologue was the the ending. Oh my gosh. It was all this it was her It's like a It was her uh what do you call it? what are we talking about her band getting the band together mm-hmm. is what the prologue was about. Right. And it that's how it ended too.
1: But right, right. she left her band. Remember she quit.
0: Yeah, but it was the the girl's asked Gwen, are so, you in? or something right. like that. Just say you're it's, in or something. It's like poetry. It, it rhymes. rhymes. And this movie rhymed like a mother. Jar Jar is the key to all of this. He's a funnier character than we've ever had before. So Gwen's got her team, and then it cuts to Miles. And Miles is tied up on a freaking heavy bag. Punching bag. Punching bag. Is is it a heavy bag or a punching bag? it's a heavy bag. It's a heavy punching bag. And uh, 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 Uncle Aaron is there. And he's explaining to him, like, Uncle Aaron, I don't know what's going on. I'm from another dimension. Don't do this. And before that, we see a mural... Uh, before he gets knocked out by a mysterious figure, we see a mural on the on the building of his dad that says "Rest in Power." So in this universe, instead Dang. of Uncle Aaron dying, his dad died. No. And then he wakes up, and uh, Uncle Aaron's there. He's trying to explain stuff to him, and Uncle Aaron just punches him with a uh, punches the bag with a prowler fist. And he's like, "I know you don't want to be the prowler," and doesn't he say like, "I'm not the prowler"? Yeah, yeah. Ain't no problem, man. And then you look over. <laughs> Oh, no. And the Prowler fist goes flying towards another mysterious figure. He drops down. He walks forward. He takes off his mask. Miles Morales from Earth 42 is the Prowler. and He's got dreads. And he says, I have to get home. And he says, didn't you say your dad is alive in your world? He says, yes, my dad's alive, but I have to get home to save him. Well, you have to let me go so I can save him. And he says, why would I do that? and and that's when i said this is the best movie i've ever seen in my life pretty cool yeah to be continued to be continued
1: i also like that he is the prowler he has the powers that come with the prowler equipment and gear Mm -hmm. he's not spider-man no
0: see here's the question now was why did Tom Holland's world not collapse after Andrew Garfield saved MJ? Canon event. Oh, my gosh. Because
1: that's MJ, not Gwen Stacy.
0: Mm. MJ <laughs> gets Thanks. a break. Gwen, so, Gwen has to die. That's actually a really good question, question. not even MJ. <laughs> it's like Michelle something. They call her MJ. Um, who? Here's the question, though. Who was supposed to get bit by that 42 spider? Was Miles supposed to get bit? Uh-huh. And no. this is you seeing. I did notice no that mi- there was no other Miles. There's as, no Miles. He's the, the anomaly. In the whole thing. Right. So is there a Peter Parker in Earth 42 that we're about to meet in number three? It's actually Peter Parkour. It's like a guy who's all into (laughs) it. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, where do we think this is going? There's a couple. Here's, I think they're going to open up number three with Miguel's story. I think you're going to just like in number two, it was Gwen Stacy.
1: You know what? I actually, and that reminds me, I wanted to say what I thought was really cool about opening the movie with Gwen Stacy is it made me realize halfway through, I'm like, this is Gwen's
0: story just as much as it's miles. Exactly. For sure. It's pretty cool. Because just like in the first one, they, they tease and they give you a couple little snippets of Gwen's story, but they don't tell you everything. Then they dive heavily into it and they put you in her world. And number two, I think they're going to do the same thing with Miguel because they give you a little tidbit. And he has that line with, uh, with Peter where he's talking about how the world came crumbling down and in after he had been there for too long. Yeah. He says like we've seen what happens when when you when you mess with it too much. He says, isn't that right, Peter? And Peter says, yeah, it's like, whoa, what happened between Miguel and Peter where they're like reminiscing about some world? You know what I mean? Hey, so right. I think we're going to get some of that. Number three. Yeah. Also, Peter B. Parker, we didn't even mention this. He has a kid mayhem. What is her role? Because she goes with him at the end. He takes there her can't with Be to Spider-Man. Oh, my gosh. One dies. Dang. Oh, my gosh. No, she's not. He built her web yeah, stuff. he gave her She's not stuff. Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but she, uh, she's there. Well, does she have... He specifically takes her with him. Does his daughter have Spider-Man powers? I don't know. No. No, no, no. I don't know. She was crawling, wasn't she? She was crawling on the roof and stuff. I have vague
1: memories of you know what? Peter in comics having a daughter. Yeah. And I, va- I, I could be crazy, but I vaguely remember his daughter having spider-man
0: powers i I think she does and then you've got uh what's her name jessica the spider woman she's pregnant she mentioned mentions her smoking hot husband who's that the heck we're gonna find that luke cage Cage. (laughs) 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 no i don't know
1: uh it's probably ned the from uh Tom Holland. Well, here's the
0: other thing. They mentioned Tom Holland. Man. I think that was what I was going to say. Yeah. They showed Andrew. They showed Toby. Right. They mentioned Tom. They did not show Tom. I think uh, Tommy's going to, this have- is all going to converge. And I did hear, and the timing has to be, it's not a coincidence. I heard they're making a live action. Miles Morales movie. Hmm. So you get you start thinking, all right, into the Spider-Verse, across the Spider-Verse, beyond the Spider-Verse. I think the Spider-Verse is gonna collapse, he's gonna save his dad. I think Miguel is gonna come to realize something. And Mm. he's gonna sacrifice himself because he's the one holding it all together. Mm. I think Or is he the one
1: holding it all back?
0: Exactly. Ah. That's that's the revelation. Mm. And he's gonna sacrifice himself to save Miles' dad. That's a great projection. Projection. Or direction <laughs> pre-direction, and then nice. Doctor Strange and Tom Holland are going to show. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't they're going to make together. everybody forget all of it. Well, right. no, because Doctor Strange doesn't know who Tom Holland, he doesn't know Spider. Dang, that's maybe right.
1: that's why it's he didn't show up because no one remembers him. Ah,
0: oh. oh my god! And that yeah, Doctor Strange and that nerd. He said, right? He didn't say that Spider Man. That Peter. Oh my god! Well, just some, he would know who Spider Man is. Just some nerd. Just some nerd. Uh, All I wrote was Miguel's story inspired woman's baby. So I don't know what else you guys think is going to happen. at Number three. I think it's going to piece into the MCU. Mm. I think miles becomes real, real life. Yeah. And uh, they kind of take, I think if
1: Sony could successfully tie their movies properly into the MCU, they would have done it by now. Sure. They really tried with venom. And I thought with venom too, I mean, I've said this before. I was excited. Yeah. I actually, I thought, hey, you know, the Venom movies aren't that great, but I would love to see uh, this version of, it's Eddie Brock, right? Yeah. yeah. And Venom in the MCU, like I would love that. And then they, they, they gave it to me and then they took it away. Yeah. Don't do
0: that. All right. So Sony has announced a new horror based Miles Morales short film. The Spider Within, a Spider Verse story. I saw that.
1: Aren't they also making a Craven the Hunter movie? Yes, that's an
0: embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> it's basically based on Miles having an anxiety attack, and imagine having an anxiety attack while being Spider Man, and what that would entail—shooting webs everywhere. Ah, make it stop! Gosh, I can only imagine
1: um, your spider. T- your spider sense won't stop. Fight or flight,
0: <sighs> freeze. Yuck. So I, I've, I've, I don't think I said it on this podcast, but like. Batman is by far my favorite superhero, but Spider-Man is number two, and this Spider-Man movie is elevated in my mind as the best because of just the way they wrote this story out. So many twists and turns. Didn't know it's so many moments of like, oh my gosh, that's why that happened, yeah. And like the callbacks and the setup, reminder, payoff, baby. This is like the deepest movie, dude. It's There's so so good. many layers. It's so good, and the way it ends on a cliffhanger. Him staring at the face of Prowler, Earth forty two miles with the braids you're just like dang you know what's great about this movie too
1: is it pulls the rug right out from under MCU's Kang thing they're trying to do right yeah sure
0: does yeah it's like all it's
1: like a meta commentary on multiverse media
0: I mean well yeah we we can do a little recap roundup of some of the news going on but I mean we've been going for a while about Spider-Man do you want to move into yeah so honestly one of my favorite parts of the Spider-Man movie um right in the beginning they're in the gas station right I don't know if you noticed but Spider-Man is hanging from the ceiling watching everything unfold right right and what does he do he puts a patty in the microwave yeah yeah takes it out eats it and then he tells the guy how much do I owe you for that and he's like don't worry about it man <laughs> I've been eating beef patties for the last 10 days in Jamaica. I just got back from my honeymoon and I thought that's my favorite movie in that scene because it's going to make a great transition into my honeymoon story. That's <laughs> so, your favorite scene in the movie. Um, yeah. He had like Jamaican flags in the gas station and stuff. But yeah, I just got back from Jamaica. It was pretty sweet, man.